Hi, Kingdom Vineyard. It's lovely to be able to join you today. Um, I'd hope to be able to see you this year at some point. Obviously, sadly, that didn't work out. Um, but I love getting around you guys, and I'm glad for the chance to share a bit of time here. I love your heart for worship. I love how, even though you have so many academically credible people in among you, you actually have maintained that heart of wide-eyed wonder at God, that you listen out for his words and you share them with each other. Um, so today I'm looking forward to being able to share with you. Uh, I believe we have Matt who's going to read from Psalm 144 for us. Blessed be the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. He is my steadfast love and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer my shield and he in whom I take refuge, who subdues peoples under me. O Lord, what is man that you regard him, or the son of man that you think of him? Man is like a breath, his days are like a passing shadow. Bow your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so that they smoke. Flash forth the lightning and scatter them. Send out your arrows and rout them. Stretch out your hand from on high. <clears throat> Rescue me and deliver me from the many waters, from the hand of foreigners whose mouth speak lies, and whose right hand is the right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song to you, O God. Upon a ten-stringed harp I will play to you, who gives victory to kings, who rescues David his servant from the cruel sword. Rescue me and deliver me from the hand of foreigners, whose mouth speak lies, and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. May our sons in their youth be like plants full-grown, our daughters like corner pillars cut for the structure of a palace. May our granaries be full, providing all kinds of produce. May our sheep bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our fields. May our cattle be heavy with young, suffering no mishap or failure in bearing. May there be no cry of distress in our streets. Blessed are the people to whom such blessings fall. Blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. Okay, thank you, Matt. God trains David, David's hands for war, his fingers for battle. I want to talk to you today about God, the warrior, calling out to the warrior in us. And I want to start just by looking at verse two there. I wonder if you could look with me just at the specific stages that David goes through here what he discovers about God in this verse. He is my loving God and fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues people under me. You see, David found God as a place of safety for him. He found what believers all over the world have discovered, that God is out to do them good, out to do us good, out to rescue us from the situations that we get ourselves into from the wrong being done to us. He's a place of comfort. He's a shield to us. And we need that right now, don't we? 
We need to know that at this moment in history. We need the comfort of God to remind us that we're loved, that we're put in a strong tower. And actually, um, I want to just be honest up front with you guys. I preached a version of this for you before. I recorded a version of this where I kind of stopped at that point in the verse without going too much further into what comes next. I took a few steps into it, but I pulled back because it's a little uncomfortable what comes next. It doesn't maybe feel like a message in season for us now. I felt a strong nudge this morning to go back and to preach from the rest of the verse. Um, So I'm kind of winging it here. I'm kind of going off the cuff. It might be a little rough around the edges. So I hope you can bear with me in that. Um, If you have any complaints, please direct them by email to Jim Cronin at Kingdom. Just just kidding. Um, So I I want to preach about this. God the warrior. David the warrior discovers God the warrior. The second part of this verse, God subdues people under me. I'm going to preach to you from the warrior in the text because often we, we stop short before there and we discover God as our deliverer. But we don't discover him as our God who subdues our enemies underneath us. We never become the overcoming people that the letters to, Revelation, uh, to the churches in Revelation talk about. I had a, a pastor here in Causeway Coast Vineyard, where I am, and for years, Alan Scott, he's called Alan Scott, for years he would talk about this. He would say that... Um, God is actually in the Psalms often a shield to people, but then he establishes people over their enemies. So he's he's their shield, he rescues them, but then he puts them in a place out of reach of the enemies. And as Christians, we discover him as our shield, but we're reluctant to to let him be uh, the person who takes us up and puts us out of reach of the enemies and camping around us. And so he would say, often Christians live for years uh, with Enemies, subject to enemies around and camping around them. Addiction, affliction, shame, whatever it is. We live for years and years with those around us because we've never gone beyond God as just our deliverer. As wonderful as that is. But there's even more than just that, that I want to preach to you about today. I want to talk to you today about what David discovered. Like the letters in Revelation invited us into. That we are warriors called to join God's purposes on the earth. Warriors called to join God's purposes on the earth. Let's flick over now to Isaiah 42. Isaiah 42, and I'm going to read verses 10 through 13. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise from the ends of the earth. You who go down to the sea. And all that is in it, you islands and all who live in them, let the wilderness and its towns raise their voices. Let the settlements where Kedar lives rejoice. Let the people of Selah sing for joy. Let them shout from the mountaintops. Let them give glory to God and proclaim his praise in the islands. The Lord will march out like a champion. Like a warrior, he will stir up his zeal. With a shout, he will raise up his battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. That last verse is translated differently elsewhere. It says, the Lord will cry out yes and go forth as a warrior. What's he crying out yes to? Our praise. The praise of the people of God in this. We meet God in praise and then we discover him as a warrior for us, going out, pushing back the kingdom of darkness around us. Did you know that your times of personal worship at home during lockdown are beginning to create a platform in your life for God to push back the kingdom of darkness around you. 
Did you know you're already beginning to partner with God in seeing sickness and darkness fall back around you? David did. David in Psalm 144 discovered God the warrior. He knew God in his private prayer time. He's the psalmist. He's the songwriter. We know him as, as the one who he basically created what we know as modern worship today. He set the foundations for that in his devotional life. But as he did that, he discovered the God who would lead him out from beneath the tree, who would lead him out from the cave into the field. God, the warrior. It's a dangerous thing to get around God and devotion because you're going to discover a zeal. David found a God who was a warrior and said, all right, train my hands for war. I want to go out with you. You know, in, in ancient covenants in the areas around Israel and in Israel, um, kings would expect to have each other's backs. If they entered a covenant together, they'd say, if you go into war, I'm going to go in and I'm going to back you up. If I go into war, I want you to come in and have my back out here on the battlefield. On my battlefield, my preferences, you'll be there. Your preferences, your battlefield, I'll be there. And there's a bit of that going on here in this psalm with David and God. Those who have set themselves up against David, God is going to come to his aid. And then David says, I'm going to get myself involved in God's preferences, God's story. David puts aside, David puts aside his own preferences and says, he says to God, I'm going to step into your purposes and the earth. I'm going to begin to concern myself with what is on your heart, God. You know, David was known as a man after God's own heart. Often I've taken that when I read the text as, as talking about David just quietly uh, with, a, with a lamb maybe beside him, writing in his book, writing on a scroll and pouring out praises in his journal or whatever he had back then, sharing heart with God. And, and that is definitely some of it. I want to try and do more of that. But I believe David was a man after God's own heart because he went after the purposes of God in the earth. And of course, as he did that, as he went after the things on God's own heart, he discovered, it, he discovered God's own strength. He was trained. The KJV talks about this verse here. Praise be blessed the Lord, my strength, who trains my hands for war. He gets God's strength as he steps into God's story. And if we always stay stuck in our own story, we're never going to find God's strength in his story. Maybe today you're, you're lacking strength in your life. You're lacking purpose in your life. You know, God has a story today. He has a story on the earth today with the, the life-changing news of, of God sending Jesus to live among us. To present what it is to live a life lived well before God. And then to allow himself to die. To be put to death for us. Raised with new life to share with us. And we get the role, we get a part to play in sharing that message on the earth. We get a part to play as believers in history now. The Great Commission says, go. Go tell the world, be a witness to that. Acts 1.8 says this. We will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on us. We will be his witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Just as God was in action in history, the time of David back then, he still is today. The enemy still pushes back. The kingdom of darkness still kicks out at what God is doing. And the people of God are still invited to receive that call to be a warrior in the purposes of God on the earth today. The warrior still goes out shouting yes, not on a physical battlefield, 
on a spiritual one, but with just as real consequences for our lives and the lives of those around us. When was the last time that I stepped out and prayed maybe for a complete stranger on the street? The last time that I, I said, that coworker who needs hope, I have the gospel. Maybe I'll share it with them. Or maybe right now a more contextually appropriate thing. When was the last time I texted a friend saying, could I pray for you? Or just as you guys do in worship, in the gathering, texting a word for them. A friend who doesn't know Jesus yet saying, I was, I was practicing hearing from God. You might think this sounds nuts. This sounds nuts, but I actually think God has something to say to you. I think he can make a difference in your life today. I, I, do you know, I, I'm going to be that preacher who quotes Lord of the Rings here. Um, this was all the rage when I was growing up in, in youth groups. It, Lord of the Rings was the go-to. So I'm going to be that guy. There's this part in, in, in the second movie, the second book, where Gandalf is going to the king of Rohan. And um, this king has been poisoned by a villain. Uh, his mind has been poisoned. Gandalf goes, Gandalf almost functions as, a, as an angel in that story. He goes to draw out the poison from the king's mind. And as he does that, the king starts to look like his old self again. He begins to resemble a, a real human being again. And Gandalf says to him, he doesn't just leave him on a seat. He says to him, perhaps your fingers would remember their own strength if they held your sword. He doesn't leave him in the chair. He doesn't leave him just delivered. He says, your part in this story is going to come as you pick up your sword and the strength will come as you go. And you know, guys, God would love you just as much if you sat in that chair where you're sitting today and never moved another inch for the rest of your life. You really would. You don't have to do anything more for him. He's paid the price for that. He's won everything you need to be set right with him. He has delivered you, but there is a greater story for you to step into now. There is strength to come into your life. There is strength to step into God's purposes. I remember, um, if I could share, I suppose, a personal story from my own life in this. Um, quite a few years ago, it was the beginning of the year, it was January, and I was pacing around my apartment, my tiny kitchen, and I was praying because I wasn't seeing strength in any area of my life. I wasn't coming across strength in my uh, my job, my relationships, even my personal life disciplines, and even in stepping out in sharing the gospel. I would dip my toe into that, I'd try it, but I wasn't really finding much strength for it. And I was pacing my kitchen saying, God, actually, you promised strength for this. And as I prayed and as I poured out my hunger towards God, I, I kind of almost discovered this, this thing in me saying, okay, it's time to really step into the purposes of God not really done that before. My life has been, I've been falling flat on my face uh, in so many areas. God, I, I want to step into your purposes. I want to lay that down and I want to pick up what you want for the world. And I went out into a part of the city I'd never been before uh, the next day. I came across two students uh, outside a hotel in a part of the city. And one of the students had a problem with his back that had prevented him from getting a scholarship into football. That was his life stream. He wanted to go into football and that had been completely scuppered. And as we, we talked for a bit, I began to share the gospel with them, both of them. And I said, hey, actually, what if uh, Jesus could heal you right now? Why don't, why don't you try that out? Why don't you try stretching or moving in a way that you couldn't before? 
And this guy, this student, just began to stretch and reach over and bend over. And he found himself able to touch his toes. And he said, wow, I shouldn't be able to do this. All the pain is gone. His friend looked over at me and said, you're not going to believe this. But right as he did that, this de depression and despair that I've had for years lifted off my shoulders. He said it physically felt like it was lifting off his shoulders. Of course, in that moment, they were so open to hear the good news of Jesus. And they ended up making a decision for Jesus in that moment, which is incredibly precious to be a part of. More and more stories throughout that day of people being healed, dramatically coming to know Jesus in that moment as their savior. And I don't share this, I hope you hear, to make myself sound big or excellent. Exactly the opposite, actually. It was as I laid down my preferences and said, God, I want to step into your purposes in the earth, that I found his strength for his story. I want to maybe give you a quick story uh, just, just as I go on here from the life of a guy called Charles Finney. Uh, so you could have heard, you may have heard of him. He came to faith on the morning of the 10th of October, 1821. It's about 200 years ago now. And uh, here's, here's just a, an excerpt of something that he said about the evening of that day. He said this, I was powerfully converted on the morning of the 10th of October, 1821. In the evening of the same day, I received overwhelming baptisms of the Holy Ghost that went through me. As it seemed to me, body and soul, I immediately found myself endued with such power from on high that a few words dropped here and there to individuals with the means of their immediate conversion. Wow. My words seemed to fasten like barbed arrows in the souls of men. They cut like a sword. They broke the heart like a hammer. Multitudes can attest to this. Sometimes I'd find myself in great measure empty of this power. I'd go to visit someone and I'd find that I made no saving impression. I'd exhort and pray with the same result. I would then set apart a day for private, private fasting and prayer fearing that this power had departed from me. And I would inquire anxiously after the reason of this apparent emptiness. After humbling myself and crying out for help, the power would return on me with all of its freshness. This has been the experience of my life. Man, I'd like that. When Christians humble themselves, and this is, this is still Charles Finney speaking, when Christians consecrate their all afresh to Christ and ask for this power, they will often receive such a baptism that they will be instrumental in converting more souls in one day than in all their lifetime before. While Christians remain humble enough to retain this power, you see that in Psalm 144, right? That kind of joint power and humility, that thing of, of David saying, um, you know, what, what is a human being to you, God? But come down and bring your power. And, uh, and, and Finney is saying, yeah, if, if Christians remain humble enough to retain that, the work of conversion will go on till whole communities and regions of country are converted to Christ. And like, what I love about this is that Charles Finney didn't need to wait. He didn't need to act like um, he was a young Christian who couldn't step into the purposes of God. He didn't need to wait for a training course or a manual. He so quickly just steps out from his own personal preferences and says, God has a store in the earth. I want to step into that. He leaves the house and he just opens his mouth. And people come to faith. He finds that Acts 1-8 power from the Holy Spirit. Just as available as it is to you or to me today. We can all have that. Any level of maturity, any age. Um, it's not like we have young Christians down here at the start of their journey who need to go to small group for a bit and kind of stew for a while before 20 years later, they can go out and begin to share in the purposes of God on the earth. Not actually Jesus. If you look in the gospels, Jesus is releasing um, what, what we might call power evangelists. We might know that term if 
uh, we know some of John Wimber, the founder of the Vineyard, power evangelists. Jesus is releasing people like that so quickly. It's like an intimidating term, but really Jesus is saying they can go instantly. They don't have to wait. They can step out. The woman at the well, the gathering, people like that. Um, there's no need to let ourselves become an elite, mature Christian. There's no such thing in this area at all. And what could you do? If, if, if you want to you want to step out in this today and you're thinking, man, I find myself a bit dry in this area. I'm not really taking risks like this. Uh, I want to step into the story of God. I want to step into the purposes of God. But Joel sounds kind of intense here. And I don't know how my normal life, how my real life is going to connect to this. What you could do, what you could begin to do today, just begin to pour out your hunger before God. The way that Charles Finney talks about here, the way that David talks about in the Psalms. Begin to pour your hunger out before him. If you don't have hunger, pour out your hunger for hunger. Say to him, God, this, this isn't going to be, it's not going to be enough for me anymore. This experience of life. God, thank you that I meet you in devotional times. Thank you that you saved me. Thank you that you delivered me. I never, ever, ever want to grow bored with that or take that for granted. But what I do want, Lord, is to take up your invitation into more. I want to discover you as my loving God and fortress out there in the world. I want to discover you as my refuge out there in the world. I want to see you subduing the kingdom of darkness out there in the world. And let me, let me maybe just recap and round up there. Um, if you're a believer today, uh, I suppose what I'm saying is this. You really are a warrior called into God's purposes on the earth today. You'll get God's strength as you go. You don't have to wait around and sit around for it. You can go and you can find God's strength. It says that in Acts, doesn't it? How the, the first believers went out and they found the words from the Spirit right when they needed it, when they were witnessing to Jesus. The purposes of God are grown in the earth. There's a story bigger than your and my life. God has... Uh, uh, he's looking to meet people, communities, whole communities, your family and friend. And he's looking to bring them back into relationship with himself. And you can play a part in that. As God's strength wraps around your own, his words enter your mouth. You can join him in the miracle of seeing people around you experience the love of Jesus and fall in love with Jesus for the first time. And you don't need your own strength for it. You don't need a manual. You can do what Charles Finney did can step out now. You can do what David did and say, because, because God's my trainer, I don't need to wait. You can go today. You can step out on the street without any special sequence of words in your mouth, in your mind. And you can just say, hey, my name is Hunter and I'm here today on the street. I'm just practicing praying for people. I'd love to pray for you. Is there anything that you'd like to see God do for you? Or my name is Jackie and I'm out today and I'm just asking people one question. If God could do a miracle for you today, what would that one miracle be? Just any miracle at all. And you can see God begin to move as you trust him. Okay. I think I'm about done. I think I'm about done. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to pray for you guys. Uh, I know that's been a little off the cuff from me today, a little bit rough around the edges, um, but I felt it was a word for you. And I'd love to actually just begin to, to pray for that if you're up for that. So wherever you are right now, if you're your sofa, in your kitchen, um, 
maybe just get comfortable, whatever is comfortable for you in, in prayer. Some of us, that's closing our eyes. Some of us in the vineyard, we like to put our hands out in front of ourselves like we're receiving a gift. And as you do that, I'm just going to pray, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, would you just begin uh, to rest on my friends? And I pray for your power. For those of us who are willing and wanting to step into God's purposes. For those of us who are hungering for it. Those of us who hunger to want to do that. Come Holy Spirit. Do you release your strength now? Your strength now. And God, uh, um, I just want to pray for, for Hunter and, and Jackie in particular. Um, those are just two names that came into my mind when I asked God for a couple of names earlier. Um, I don't know any Jackie in the church. I do know a Hunter. Uh, I think for both of you guys, I believe that there is uh, the presence of God to strip away the fear of man for you. So God, would you come and would you begin to do that? Right across the church, wherever anybody is watching right now, that you would re remove the fear of man. Thank you, Jesus. You speak healing over people who need healing. Would you release your power to those who are ready for it? And your comfort to those of us today who just need to rest in your love. In Jesus' name, amen.